Hello again, friends, one and all. My name is Lewis, and you are listening to Budo, The Martial Way. Today, I wish to speak to you of the importance of remaining absolutely still during meditation. This episode was inspired by two of my students here in Japan, Kumiko-san and Chizuko-san. This is a topic I wanted to discuss with the two of them as I knew it would further their meditative practice a lot. But as I thought about what I was going to say, I quickly realized that this is something so important I needed to share it with everyone. This is so fundamental and a great tool that will further your mindfulness, your awareness, and the depth of your practice. But in all my study and learning over the years, I have scarcely heard it mentioned. I think when some people stress the importance of remaining motionless and not physically moving, it can come across as too strict and disciplinarian and put a lot of people off. But as with all aspects of meditation, you must remember that these lessons exist to help you and guide you toward your own understanding. All of the lessons we learn should be applied with balance. We need to be strict with ourselves and take this seriously, but also with ease and comfort. Nothing is stressful. So without further delay, let's get into the thick of it. When we sit in formal seated meditation, what difficulties and obstacles do we face? Of course, we have the wandering mind, restless thoughts distract us as we try to maintain concentration. There is also tiredness, feelings of lethargy and becoming sleepy. Sometimes we can start nodding as we lose energy. But how about physical sensations? even just the little ones. How often do you feel a little itch as you sit on your head, your neck, somewhere on your arms or legs? Sometimes maybe it's quite strong and you really have to give it a good itch. Or sometimes it's just a tiny little tingle that you become hyper aware of. Whatever it is, whatever physical sensation you feel, I would like to encourage you, once you are sat, comfortable and deep in meditation, to not respond to these physical sensations. You may think as you sit that when you feel something, some little itch, you may think that this sensation will persist until you scratch it. This is false. All bodily sensations, as with thought, as with emotion, as with sound and all other sensory input, all bodily sensations will arise and pass of their own accord. Remember well the impermanence of all things. I read something once. I can't remember where I read it, but I think it is the perfect analogy to this condition. I read about the reason that dogs often go mental and bark a lot at postmen. It's like a trope, isn't it? Dogs hating postmen. Well, I read an explanation for this phenomenon. It told me that the reason dogs bark at postmen is because from the dog's perspective, the postman approaches the house, the dog starts barking at this alien, this foreign intruder, and then what happens? The postman goes away. So in the dog's mind, the dog thinks that it defended its property. 
Of course, the dog doesn't understand the concept of a postman delivering something. The dog just sees a direct cause and effect relation between its own barking and the postman leaving. So then every time the postman comes along, the dog will bark and think that it is doing a very good job. Now consider this toward your own physical sensations. When you feel an itch, what do you do? You scratch it. And yes, it does relieve the sensation, but you are training your body to expect an immediate response. So every time you feel an itch, your mind heightens the sensation because it expects an immediate response. But how about this? Next time you feel an itch, don't scratch it. See what happens. Eventually, the sensation will lessen and eventually disappear. I do this with dogs as well. If I'm visiting someone's house or working somewhere and come across a dog that starts barking at me and going mental, you know what I do? I just stop moving and stare at it. I will stand there and look at the dog. And for a while, it will keep barking at me. But if you stand there and defiantly stare at the dog, eventually the dog will realize that you're not afraid of it, you're not going anywhere, and that its barking is having no effect. So what happens? The dog comes down and stops barking. Now, what is the relevance of this? I'm not just trying to teach you how to overcome little itches. I am trying to teach you recognition mindfulness, and how to overcome desire itself. As you sit in Zazen, as you practice formal meditation and cultivate an awareness of your physical sensations, you must become aware of the impulses which arise from your sensory experience. When you feel an itch, immediately after you feel the sensation, you will feel a separate desire arise. A desire to scratch it a desire to move, to respond to this minor discomfort. That desire is exactly what you must become aware of. Recognition leads to mindfulness. Normally, we feel a physical sensation and then immediately respond to it. Like a steel striker hitting a piece of flint, a spark is created without any delay. You respond to your physical sensations without a moment of hesitation. But as we pay attention to our sensory experience and become aware of the desires which arise from it, we begin to drive a wedge between input and response. This doesn't have to happen all at once. I'm not expecting you to immediately cease response to all physical sensations. Don't let this stress you out. But what I want you to become aware of is desire as it arises. Every time you receive sensory input and respond to it unconsciously, you train yourself to respond to that stimulus. But every time you experience input and become conscious of it and choose not to respond to it, now you drive a wedge between input and response. And slowly, slowly, ever so slowly, we can widen that gap and introduce mindfulness consciousness, awareness, where before there was none. When you practice meditation in large groups with other people of varying degrees of experience and ability, you will often see some restless and fidgety people. People who constantly adjust their position, scratch a little itch, touch their face or their head, some little movement. Whereas if you are fortunate enough to sit with more experienced practitioners or monks, you will see a lot less movement, 
or maybe even none at all. It's not because the monks have less bodily sensations than anyone else, but because they are more aware of it. They are attentively watching their physical sensations. They are conscious of the desire to move as it arises. And they also know that these sensations and these desires are impermanent. They will pass all by themselves if you just give them a little time and equanimity. Now, the really great thing here is that this awareness we are cultivating, this gap we are widening between desire and response, this does not only apply to physical sensation, but all of our mental impressions. Think of how quickly we respond to anger, embarrassment, jealousy or fear, any mental input. We have a thought, an emotion, and then a desire to respond in a particular way. Here again, we become conscious of that desire. And instead of immediately responding to it in an unconscious way, instead, we simply give it our awareness. We recognize that desire. We don't reject it. We don't push it away. Remember equanimity. We simply become aware of that desire. And then, in time, it will simply go away all by itself. One last thing to consider is that Every thought you have contains some emotional content. I was reading in a book talking about psychology and neurochemistry about how every thought your brain has must contain some element of judgment. For your brain to recognize anything, it must have at least some minor element of good or bad, beneficial or dangerous, want or avoid. Anything that is absolutely neutral, completely irrelevant to the individual will just be ignored as background noise. So every thought you have contains some emotional content and every emotion you experience carries with it some corresponding physical sensation. Think of how your body feels when you have felt severe embarrassment or maybe strong sexual desire or sudden fear. All of these emotions are inseparably linked to physical sensations. That's why we call them feelings. The word feeling refers to both emotion and also to touch because they are directly linked. So become aware of your feelings. Witness your thoughts, as always with equanimity, with balance and a lack of judgment. Your thoughts your emotions, physical sensations, watch them all clearly with concentration, clarity, and equanimity. See how they are connected and practice observing them without response, without attachment, and you will cultivate consciousness and awake from your dreams. Thank you, as always, for joining me today. I hope you found today's topic informative and useful. Most meditative teachers don't talk about the importance of physical stillness because they're always trying to soften their practice, which is a very Western approach. Softly, softly, gently, gently, don't scare anyone away. But if you are a serious practitioner and appreciate a more direct, disciplined approach, I would recommend reading the work of Taisen Deshimaru. He is an absolute savage, old school Japanese monk, like the great Dogen Zenji, 
These guys don't coddle you like a child. They give it to you straight. No messing around. If you're a complete beginner with meditation, then yeah, take it easy. Slow it down. Relax. But if you're more experienced and more serious about getting results and making progress, then you will benefit from a more disciplined practice. Sit up straight, stop moving, and focus. Before I leave you today, I would also like to take this opportunity to announce that I am now taking pre-orders on my book, The Marshall Method, Five Systems to Program Your Life. I am so proud of this book. And I cannot wait to share it with you. There is so much good information crammed into this thing. I am really excited to release it and hear what you people think. You can find a link to that on my Twitter account, at WayBudo. Or if you go to my card page, budo.card.co. That's card with two R's. B-U-D-O dot C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. You can find a link to all my content there. Currently, I'm setting a backstop of September 5th as the launch date, but all things going well, I'm planning to have this book released before the start of August. So check it out and stay tuned for more. Thank you again. I hope you're having a great week. Send me a message and let me know how the things we've talked about today affect your practice. Namaste. And always remember, those on the way become the way.